Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called The Tower of Tuluma. Now traveling by river with a boat full of food and supplies worked wonders for the girls. They all got some much needed rest. Fee even smiled a few times, although Kira could tell she was still in pain. They left the golden circle far behind them. They knew it was still following them, but they had greatly increased the distance between them. Still, they knew the easy times couldn't last forever. The Sorrow River ended at Lake Ashrick, one of the mighty five lakes of central magic woods. The girls might row across the lake if the wind favored them, but from there they would need to go by foot again, and they'd still only be about halfway to the city of Atisket. A few days later, they finally reached the huge lake. They rode across, always looking back to see if the circle was gaining on them, but they didn't see it. They spied a stick person village on the northwestern shore. Versa said, let's avoid that place. The Tonot are even less friendly than the Vilkins. Kira said, well, still, maybe we could ask them for food. Versa said, we have nothing to trade. So they avoided the village and rowed to the western shore, and they bid farewell to their boat on a warm evening, while fireflies danced in the forest around them. V said, I love fireflies. Versa said, I guess it makes sense to camp here tonight. We'll see the golden circle coming over the lake long before it reaches us. V said, I can take first watch. I feel pretty good right now. Versa and Kira exchanged glances. Hmm. They worried that Fee would try to touch the circle if it appeared. Versa said, no, you rest. I'll take first watch. Kira said, it's my turn. Versa said, fine. That night, Kira looked out over the lake while the other two slept. She could see stars reflected in the surface of the water. She could hear loons calling in a cove somewhere to the south. She sat on the beach and watched for the circle, but it never appeared. Yet she knew it was still out there, somewhere, making its slow way to them. She found that her mind kept wandering back to Gorky, as it often had over the past year. Where was he on this beautiful night? Had he found a home? Was he alone? She stayed awake all night. She didn't wake Versa for Versa's turn to do the watch. Kira just stayed awake all night and let Versa sleep. She just stared at the lake and the stars in the sky. And then she watched as the sun rose over the water. She felt the first light of morning wash over her face. And against all odds, she felt hopeful and young and alive. Versa woke with a start. Why didn't you wake me? Kira said, it's okay. You've done the most work with all the rowing. I wanted you to get a good night's sleep. Versa looked like she wanted to say something mean. But then she thought better of it. She grunted and set about striking their tent. They traveled west for several days. At first, Fee was able to keep up a good pace, even flying for several minutes at a time. But as the days wore on, she grew more and more weary. Her bones seemed to ache. Their pace slowed. One day, they stopped by a ruined bridge to eat. The bridge looked like it had been exploded or something in sometime in the distant past. Fee was feeling pretty good that morning, so she explored a bit while Kira prepared food and Versa kept watch. 
and then Fee found an abandoned troll's lair under the ruins of the bridge. She went inside and explored, and then she came out a few minutes later holding a dusty baby bottle that had a silly purple dinosaur on the side. Kira was stirring the pot, and she said, What's that? What did you find? Fee said, A water bottle. It was full of a sweet brown liquid, but I used a cleansing spell and filled it with water instead. And you know what? It never seems to run out. I just drank some of it, and it filled back up again. And Kira said, Wow, that's great. She kind of didn't really believe Fee and wasn't really paying attention. On their seventh day away from the lake, they saw the golden circle again. Kira said, oh no. She was watching from her perch in a tall pine tree. The circle was still some distance away, just cresting a nearby hill. It would be upon them in less than an hour. So she woke the others and said, it's back. They packed the tent and gathered their things and headed west. And so it went for several days. They would travel for a few hours, then rest for a couple of hours, then travel for a few hours again. They got really tired and really weary. And slowly, slowly, the circle was gaining on them. At last, they reached a huge bowl-shaped depression in the earth. A silvery gray tower stood in the center. Versa said, oh, wow, it's the actual Tower of Tuluma. Kira said, let's rest here for a bit. She noticed that Fee was laboring to breathe. They had a quick lunch in the center of the crater at the foot of the tower. And then Fee excused herself to go to the bathroom and she stepped into the forest for a minute. Kira turned to Versa and said, she can't go on like this. Versa said, well, she has to. Kira said, but she can't, and you know it. We can't keep out running the circle. Versa said, then what do you want to do? Let the circle get her? Of course not, but just listen. I have an idea. Kira looked around at the crater floor, which was littered with small space crystals and bits of space silver. I know a protection spell. (laughs) Versa snorted derisively, but Kira pressed on. I have all the plants I need for it, and I know the power words. Versa said, that's not going to be enough to stop the circle. But just listen, if we made a circle of crystals around the edge of the crater, I could use them to amplify and contain the spell. It might work. At least we would be able to hold the circle at bay for a little while so Fee could rest. Versa said, yeah, and if that worked, then she would just be trapped here. Behind them, Fee was coming back from the forest. Kira said, You could fly west and find the kings and bring them back here and figure out a way to save us. You can go so much faster without us going with you. Fee sat down and smiled. Sounds like a good idea. Versa looked annoyed, like she wanted to find a flaw in the plan, but couldn't. Fine, she said at last. We can try it. Kira said, okay, and she sprang to her feet. We need to gather as many space crystals as we can and make a ring around the crater right on the edge. They gathered lots of tiny space crystals and placed them in a ring around the crater. And Fee said, remember when we climbed those floating rocks? Yes, said Versa and Kira together in almost the same voice. And for the last time ever, they shared a smile. When the protective ring was complete, Kira placed some sage and rosemary and yellow agrimony flowers alongside the crystals. 
Then she began performing the spell of protection, chanting soft words under her breath as her half-closed eyelids fluttered. They felt a thrumming in the air. Versa and Fee looked up and saw the golden circle approaching the crater. Versa said, Kira. Kira didn't respond. She was still doing the spell. Kira. Kira finished her incantation and she opened her eyes. Versa said, this better work. The girls steeled themselves getting ready to fly away. But the golden circle was unable to pass their protective barrier. It couldn't get into the crater. It hummed for a moment. And then it began to revolve around the perimeter, along the edge of the crater. Versa said, it worked. I don't believe it. (sighs) Kira exhaled loudly. She felt weakened from performing that powerful magic. She said, I'll need to redo the spell at least once each day, but I think I can keep it going for a few days. Hopefully that gives you enough time. Versa nodded once, her eyes never leaving the golden circle. Okay, she said, I'll bring help as soon as I can. And with that, she just flew away west, flying so fast that Kira could scarcely believe it. And then Kira looked at Fee and said, okay, we're safe here for a little while. Let's go up into the tower and see if we can make it homey up there. It was hard for Fee to climb all 427 steps to the top of the tower. Kira carried her most of the way. And at the top of the stairs, they saw an ancient wooden doorway with an image carved into it. It showed a Mimi-like woman singing or speaking. Animals, plants, and landforms issued from her open mouth like wisps of cloud. Mandalico says the word, read the letters at the top of the doorframe. And Fee said, eat this, in a near delirium. Kira pushed the door open. They saw a spacious room with high ceilings. Shelves full of books lined every wall. There were comfortable chairs, a desk, a bed. Kira laid Fee down on the bed and said, get some rest. Fee mumbled something and then closed her eyes. Suddenly they heard a voice from the back of the room. Why are you always following me? It was Gorky. And Kira said, Gorky! And she ran forward and hugged him. He blinked, surprised. Uh, why are you hugging me? Fee said, hello, from the bed. Gorky looked at Fee with concern. And Kira said, she's been very ill. And they told Gorky all about the Golden Circle and all their adventures and their journey. Gorky was glad to hear that Versa wasn't with them at the moment. Kira said, I am so, so, so sorry about the way you were treated, for the way I treated you. Gorky said, you weren't too bad. Kira said, I didn't stand up for you, and I should have. I'm sorry. Gorky took a deep breath. Then he lifted his head and smiled. It's okay. By the way, I changed my name. Gorky reminds me too much of my old life. Fee said, what's your new name? Novan. It means new man in the ancient tongue. Kira said, I like that. She said the name again, Novan. And then Fee said, now it's a love story. What? Kira Novan blushed. 
Well, that's the end of the story, The Tower of Tuluma. The next story is about Versa's adventure, and it's called The City by the Lake. Goodbye.